Hello, this is Snegda from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 11th of January. The Delhi police has identified nine people as the attackers in the violence that took place in JNU last Sunday. The suspects include JNU Student Union President Aishi Ghosh. Ghosh was among the 34 people injured in the mob attack on Sunday. The police allege that Ghosh and many others attacked students in specific rooms at Periyar Hostel last week. The police have released photographs of the alleged attackers and identified them as Chunchun Kumar, Pankaj Mishra, Vaskar Vijay, Sucheta Talukdar, Priya Ranjan, Dolan Samanta, Yogendra Bharadwaj and Vikas Patel. Seven of them belong to the left-backed All India Students' Union, while two of them belong to ABVP. Ghosh, on the other hand, said that she has evidence to show that she was attacked by a masked mob. The police, however, has not been able to find out much about the masked mob that attacked the gathering of students and teachers outside Sabarmati Hostel. Only one FIR has been filed in connection with the violence that took place on Sunday evening, in which masked goons stormed inside the JNU campus carrying weapons. Meanwhile, today, Delhi Police's special investigation team that is probing the violence has identified 37 people from a 60-member WhatsApp group called Unity Against Left that was created moments before the violence broke out. While the details of the JNU violence are still emerging, the spotlight is increasingly on the role of the Delhi Police. Supposedly, after what happened in Jamia, Delhi Police did not want to enter another campus without written permission from the administration. But is being wary to a point of inefficacy an explanation enough, especially when you think about the kind of violence that the mob unleashed? Do read my piece highlighting Delhi Police's inaction in the entire episode on Newslaundry.com. Also, don't forget to check out all our other reports on the incident. Our reporters have been out and about to bring you reports fresh off the ground. And to read more of such incisive reports, do support us because Newslaundry is a 100% ad-free news platform. We believe in the independence of news because when advertisers pay, advertisers are served. But when the public pays, the public is served. So go to www.newslaundry.com slash subscription and hit the red subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. Not long after the Delhi police released information about the nine attackers in a press conference, India Today claimed that it had identified one of the assailants as being a member of ABVP. In clips recorded with a hidden camera, ABVP member Akshat Avasti, who is a first-year student in JNU's French language program, admitted that he was one of the attackers. He even pointed to himself in a video where he can be seen running through a corridor, wearing a helmet and carrying a stick. He said the attack was a revenge on the left students who had allegedly attacked students in Periyar Hostel the previous day. Avasti said it was him who mobilized the mob by calling one of ABVP's secretaries who lived outside the campus. Avasti also mentioned the police's role in the entire episode. He claimed it was the police who had ordered a power cut and one of the officers even encouraged the mob to beat up students from the left. In a press conference, however, ABVP denied Akshat's connection to the organization. In the investigation, India Today also showed former JNU Students' Union President Geeta Kumari admitting that she was a part of the group that attacked the server room the previous day. She said it was done to prevent the administration from functioning because they had not paid heed to the students' protest over the fee hike. Prime Minister Narendra Modi is on a two-day visit to Kolkata in West Bengal. 
He will take part in the 150th anniversary celebrations of the Kolkata Port Trust. He is also supposed to meet the Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee at the Raj Bhavan. Considering how vocal she's been against the citizenship law and the BJP, it will be interesting to watch what comes out of their meeting. Hundreds of people staged a protest outside the Kolkata airport and many parts of the state against the Prime Minister's scheduled visit to the city. Youth Congress activists assembled outside Kolkata airport and shouted slogans against Modi, demanding that he should not be allowed to land in the city. SFI activists assembled near Jadavpur University, Gol Park, College Street, Hathi Bagan and Esplanade with placards that read, Students Against Fascism. As many as 20 people are feared to have been killed after a bus carrying at least 45 passengers collided with a truck and burst into flames in Uttar Pradesh's Kanoj district on Friday night. The bus was on its way to Jaipur from Farukabad. According to initial ground reports, the passengers were unable to escape the fire since they were sleeping and the doors and windows were shut. Police said 25 passengers have been rescued from the bus and are being treated at local hospitals. Kanpur's Inspector General Mohit Agarwal said that the remaining 20 people are unaccounted for because the bodies are badly burnt and their bones are scattered. So only a DNA test by the forensic team will determine the death toll. The most shocking news of the day has to do with the Ukrainian aircraft that had crashed on Wednesday. Iran has admitted that the Boeing crash that got 176 people killed on the outskirts of Tehran was because it had unintentionally shot down the aircraft. In a statement released by its military, Iran has blamed human error for the accident. It said the plane was mistaken for a hostile target. The statement claimed that the plane took the flying posture and altitude of an enemy target and that it came close to a revolutionary guard base. It said that under these circumstances, because of human error, the plane came under fire. Iran apologized for the disaster and said it would upgrade its systems to prevent such mistakes in the future. On the other hand, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has demanded punishment for those involved in the crash. Zelensky said Ukraine expects Iran to assure them of their readiness for a full and open investigation to bring those responsible to justice. He also demanded the return of the bodies of the dead, the payment of compensation and official apologies through diplomatic channels. Now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. Do read Chitranshu's excellent piece that dissected the role of leading news anchors who played a part in peddling a biased narrative around the JNU violence. We are very happy to announce that we have launched YouTube memberships now. To join, go to News Laundry's YouTube channel and right next to the subscribe button, you'll see a button that says join. Now, as you all know, we are 100% free of ads on our website and even on YouTube because we think it's a slippery slope. But thanks to YouTube's new features, publishers like us can now take support from our viewers directly. There are two membership levels. Level 1 is for 299 bucks a month and level 2 is for 599 a month. The basic idea is to build a direct relationship with you so you can now ask us questions and interact with us live in real time. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you on Monday. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.